Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome back to the pit. Your Monday night stop for the hell knows. <laughs> I'm Does trying to sheriffy right now, man. What's up? I'm trying to sheriffy. <laughs> oh, okay. So do your intro thing, homeboy. Yeah, I know. I, well, we're all back. All right. Uh, Andy's here. Steezo, how are you doing tonight? What's up, fellas? You know, same old shit. So the the housekeeping first, right? No no show next Monday because it's oh, Labor Day. Yep, correct. And and uh, I'll be in Scranton. I, I, I'm going for the Italian festival again. I love it, man. I love that Italian festival. You love the Italian sausage. I like the Italian porchetta. Yeah, whatever. I do. You just uh, like? Getting... I ran into Vinny last year. We went. We he came by. Really? Yeah, him and Linda. And then, oh, uh, cool. and then a couple of friends of theirs, and and some. Then they met some other friends, and um, we had a little group, you know, just hanging around, walking around, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm heading up again. I go every year. It's Labor Day. It's Friday to Monday is the Italian festival. I get get there around Friday night, and I always I always think I'm gonna walk around and <laughs> run into people I haven't seen in like twenty, thirty, forty years, and have this like great time laughing and reminiscing. I don't see a fucking soul. You know, I don't. Funny you say that because, uh, <clears throat> but you are much like me. As soon as you went to high school, you, well, you're a little different boat too because you went to a different high school. But I have I don't talk to anybody that I went to school with, man, except for one person, and that's Dane from DNM Paranormal. That's right. <clears throat> that's uh, right. Yeah, I met him. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome uh, dude. He's the only one I I talk to really. Yeah, I don't run into really anybody. I mean, I keep in touch with a couple of people, um, mostly on LinkedIn, but um, I, I never run into anyone. I, and you know what? Here's the other thing, too, though. I really don't think I'd recognize anyone. Well, yeah, and they probably wouldn't recognize you either. Right, so it could have passed 100 people I knew and nothing happened. But here's the other thing, too. <clears throat> you know, it's it's the Italian festival. So I was talking to my cousin, and I was like, I'll meet you at the festival. And she was like, really? And I was like, well, well yeah, that's why I come. And she's like, Nobody goes there. Locals, <laughs> locals don't go there. And I'm like, ah, that could be another reason why I'm not running into anybody. That's true. That's very true. Um, but it does and, draw a crowd. I see, you know, like the university's there and everything. But I like it. My daughter likes it. It's an excuse to go visit family. Um, well, fuck you know, everybody else. You do you, man. Yeah, exactly. Go stay in a hotel. Get a little dog balloon. <clears throat> yeah. 
Why not? We'll have a good time. Um, I dig it. What's the matter, Stizo? <clears throat> fucking Christian Yelich. That guy can't run the fucking bases for shit. I don't, he gets thrown out at second, <laughs> home. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, by the way, uh, phone lines are up and working. So I started playing, um, <clears throat> I don't know if it's called RBI Baseball. I forget. Oh, I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, but it's the newest one for... Uh, oh, he's safe. Wait a minute. Hold players. on. Hold on. <clears throat> I think he's safe. I'm sorry. Go ahead. They're playing your no. shitty-ass Pittsburgh Pirates right now. Are, so, they, uh, uh, are they reviewing it? Are they challenging the call? Uh, no. I just see it from a different angle. They got it. He got him on the back shoulder. So how about my Cardinals last fuck, night? How about you fuck your fucking Cardinals, you fucking piece yeah. of shit? Was it five or six games, Dizo? Who cares? We're fucking trying to get the, we're trying to get the wild card spot now. Leave me alone. <laughs> but you gotta admit, man, fucking top of the ninth, being behind and coming back and winning the game. Yeah. Two nights in a row. Yeah. So it's good. The Cardinals are doing good. Fuck the yeah, Cardinals. Fucking first place. I say the same thing, man. I've said it before. Worst organization I ever saw treat the military. But the Cardinals? Yeah. Oh, it's really? Oh, miserable. When? I told you. I, I told this on the show with that like like a hundred times about uh, doing Navy Week in St. Louis. <clears throat> That's right. With the Constitution. Yeah. Yep. That's right. I was on the Constitution. But anyway, that 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 RBI baseball, you could play the day's games. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like they'll give you the matchup with the live lineups and everything of who the starting pitchers are and all. It is cool, man. Now, what platform is that on? Every one of them. And well, uh, I'll tell you. Computer or because I yeah, don't you can have play it. computer. You can play uh, um, Xbox, iPhone? Sony, Switch. Yeah, Xbox. I have it on uh, on Nintendo Switch, so I could play it portable. Um, but yeah. it's real cool. It had uh, it has um, the Japanese baseball player on it, Otani. Shohei Otani. Yeah, Shohei Otani. So my wife wants to go see Otani play in uh, Cleveland. That's not what she wants, buddy. Uh, yeah, she wants to go see him, but. <laughs> Hey, man, it depends on the, who the dude is, man. It may be, a, you know what, all right, I'll sacrifice that one, you know? <laughs> yeah, you he's know? got money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How about, I, so on the, uh, my uh, sister-in-law, like, freaking married up, f- watch. Uh-oh. Right? Right? Her husband graduated uh, Tokyo University, so you know he's, you know he's guaranteed job placement for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> He's got this gig now where he has to come to San Francisco every day. Any, anyway, anyway, my wife went to visit her last month. She's driving around in a Mercedes with the heads-up display. Oh Jesus Christ! Right, and all the sh- like all the accoutrements, right? Hmm. And like after about four days, my wife just like makes a comment, and, and she's like, "Huh? Ah, this this is the loner until the special order comes in. We got the SUV, kid. SUV <laughs> yeah. in Japan." <laughs> like watch it, you know. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, she got lucky, man. Yeah, well, everything's so Gucci. Guess the guy. The guy just makes a kill. I don't even know what the hell he does. I don't know what he's. Do- I have no idea. Male prostitute, probably. My, yeah, yeah. Put the drug deal on the side here and there. <laughs> and hey, I, speaking of the Jap, you know, learning new Japanese words from an angry wife. Watch. <laughs> um, I learned eggyo bokai. Oh. What is that? <laughs> so there, there was a yard sale outside on Saturday, and here's a, well, 
let me just, let me just see how the story unfolds. I don't want to I don't want to give it away. But uh, I'm helping her set up, and she wants to use my new ten foot by ten foot pop up tent because I wasn't going to drive around for the event. I think I told that about a couple of days ago. I just said fuck it and ordered it instead of <laughs> running around. You know, everybody was telling me call this person, call that person for for a work event. And every time I called, they directed me to another person. So, you know, 100, 100 bucks later, I had my own 10 by 10. Yeah. Okay, I'm not driving around the fucking city anymore. We're not playing this game. I got four <laughs> of you sitting in the basement down here. Right, right. So I put it up, you know, and uh, she's, like, bringing the stuff out. And I'm like, what the hell is that, right? I'm like, you're going to sell that? You know, and then she puts, brings my golf clubs out. And I'm like, what, what are you looking at there? Like, now I don't golf, right? I mean, these things haven't moved in forever but uh i'm like what are you gonna sell them for i was like you know sell them for 20 bucks you know she's like lewis lewis five dollars she's like oh my god you're egg book guy go away <laughs> i was like what is that what it means cheap i was like what the fuck is that she's like egg book guy you don't know and i'm like no i didn't no i don't <laughs> sorry i forgot i was japanese <laughs> she said it's those she goes maybe she goes you know and then she like gets genuinely curious like oh i wonder if there's an english word for that right mm. she's trying to think now <clears throat> she's like lewis it's those people who interfere with business you know they <laughs> like they interfere and i'm like you mean like a protester and she's like no 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 um like uh like the customer who you know asks a thousand questions that like drive oh. other customers away because they're they're just they're just you know bad business you know or, like, if you talk to a clerk and the clerk's like, I wouldn't buy that. That doesn't look good on you, you know? Like, <laughs> sell the, like they're bad for business. Like, you don't have a word for that in, in English? At this point, I die laughing because I'm like, you know, <laughs> we don't. But I ain't fucking surprised you do. <laughs> right. <laughs> in Japan. So, Egyo Bokai is somebody who's just, like, interferes with your business. <clears throat> Fucking pest, the nosy motherfucker, a piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, yeah so there are I went, several words for that in English, actually. Several, several, right? But yes. they have one. <clears throat> so I took my egg yolk ass to the gas station for a free veteran coffee and hung out with Ryan, my buddy. He's married to a <laughs> Japanese woman, too. <clears throat> right on. And I, and I, and I whined to him. <clears throat> <clears throat> you got to whine to somebody sometimes. You do, you do. <coughs> oh man! I no, that, uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and break down a wall. Since you said that, we there may be a new segment in the works, and uh, it's going to be entitled "Venting Veterans." So yes. So uh, not sure oh, we're taking that off. I don't know if we're going to do that here or on my show. We could do it on both shows. I don't care. It's probably funnier to do do it on this show but nobody fucking listens so maybe we should do it on my show uh, right but anyway yeah man we're uh you know anonymously of course unless they don't care if their names are put out there yeah or you know we could do johnny johnny J or whatever right. you know or your call sign or what right. what you but and i know you're never going to give me your call sign you're going to give me what you wish it was but we all know <laughs> something like stuck or like or, fucking boot yeah or like st stick them hands boot. or some shit <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But you can be like, "Oh, it was, it was, it was death kill nine four five thousand yarder." <laughs> That's a mouthful, right? Anyway, in on the fucking comms. You know, just tell us what tell us what you think. You know, 
uh, or you know, a, a event you have. Um, so we're collecting some now. Uh, uh, you know, it's the first time I made the announcement, but I did talk to a couple people through social media. And, uh, you know, so just send us your rant and or call us up and and uh, rant live. It's up to you. Well, I segment at the end of every show, or I think right. I'm gonna put uh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna put my podcast web email in there. That way, if you want to get a get a hold of us, drop off some uh, some vents, and it'll make it work. We'll have a lot. We'll have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So, Andy. All right. Just to get back on track, I have one story. Right, and this reminds me of uh, back to school, Rodney Dangerfield. I have one question for you. <laughs> in twenty seven parts. <laughs> 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 I look on Dangerfield's face like <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's an underrated movie, man. Oh my god, back to school is hilarious. Totally. If you want to look skinny, hang around with fat people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get physical. He gets he physical. Gets, that's right. He's right. like, like, what? That's bullshit. You get first off, you gotta go down to the docks and pay the union and nothing's coming in. You wanna build a widget. <laughs> Second off, you gotta get the labor <laughs> And then how about safety? <laughs> you better get that guy on the payroll. <laughs> Great fucking movie. Oh, I know, I know. And you, you know, you know what is another underrated movie, and, and I and I, we have spoken about this before is Animal House. How, how oh, you know, a lot of the com- sure, a lot of the comedies are built off of Animal House. That to me is a timeless classic. Well, you see, you see, like other movies do bits. And that, like, so I saw Animal House later in my life. Hold on, hold on, be careful. Um, you don't want to say that word because you could be accused of stealing that. Just saying. Later in my life. Well, it could, I, obviously it would be later because it would be in the future. Not going to happen right now. But that's right, that's right. you know. Well, I mean, later in life could be in ten fucking minutes. Who knows? That's true. But they still, but but they, like you know, I watched it later, and and they stole, um, you're not stole, but you know, I just saw how many other movies I had seen growing up, and Animal House came out before, mm-hmm. you know, like like the latter bit, jump, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know, right, food fights, you know, just. I mean, let's let's face it, man. The, the writers for National Lampoons are fucking great. At least yeah. they used to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. PC world kind of killed all that shit. It it did. Uh, um, who who's a uh, <clears throat> Rob Schneider did an interview with Glenn Beck this week. It's pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, I talked about comedy and the day he thought uh, Saturday Night Live died. And oh, no. it's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over forty and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
That's joinmidi.com. No. You hit your mute button. I did. That was my <laughs> cough button. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Was that but, um, <clears throat> it's the space bar, right? Oh, that's right. I tried it the other day and it, oh, it does work. Okay, sweet. It did. But only to the room. I forgot about the space bar. Only see, to I, the room. I have to hold mine down for it to work. Yeah. You can't just. That's what, it yeah, it's, it's your cough button. Yeah. Mine I push and I have to push it again. You're going to push your stool in, is what's going to happen. Right. Well, right. you coughing or farting? No, it's just, it's just messing around. All See, right, to um, me, it's, it's rude to cough on the, on the fucking mic, so I'll, I'll mute that. But if I got a far fucking game on, man. Right? It's going it's going live. You got to cheek up right into the fucking mic. If you can. Right, right. If for you sure. Can. So, so I'm going to read this story. Okay. And then I think that's going to spark. And then I have a couple of things to ask about and talk about that I'd love to hear your opinion. <laughs> Do you really? No. But okay. we have to kill an hour. Very well. Very well. <laughs> so, dude. All right. So, and I don't know if you knew. I don't know if you knew about this, or you may not even follow any of this, right? But this Probably is a not. fascinating story. So, the daughter of Alexander Dugan. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. Okay. <clears throat> Basically, Putin's Rasputin. Oh. Okay. Died in an assassination attempt on him. Uh, okay, I heard something about that. Yeah. Yeah. So someone someone blew up his car. After he switched with his daughter, he basically was like, "Yeah, you go on ahead, and and I'll I'll catch up. You know, I'm not. I'm I'll go next." That's a cold-hearted motherfucker, because I bet he suspected it the whole time. <laughs> that's you know, I I knew as I was writing this. That's exactly. It's so funny. I, I should have written that down as a prediction <laughs> and mailed it to myself because I I was like, Andy's gonna Andy's gonna blame Dugan. <laughs> he's gonna he's because he's Andy's cynical. Fuck yeah! I'm putting on the tinfoil <laughs> hat, man. Yeah. I said Andy's going to blame Dugan. Steezo, have you heard about this? I have not. I don't pay attention to much news. So Dugan... That's kind of a way in life in Russia, though, man. Well, well, Dugan is the one who's been telling Putin, put it back together. Put the USSR back together. Hmm. He's written several books on it. He lectures on it. That's just my point right there. And Putin's his boy. You know, or he's Putin's boy. And he's the one that's telling him. All the time, put it back together. Just put it back together. It'll it'll revive the people. Yeah, cause um, they're in a shit state now for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But uh, but he told her go on ahead, right? So I thought this was gonna be like so. So I thought I thought when I saw this, right, when I was reading about this, that this was gonna be like the the Archduke Ferdinand moment, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and that they're gonna go into overdrive, right? And then you start seeing like you know fighting around the nuclear, um. The power station. Power station, right, right. But, mm. you know, that Archduke Ferdinand moment, I mean, interestingly, you know, uh, for those of you that don't know, that was like the World War One kickoff. You know, um, that and the sinking of the Lusitania. Oh, yeah. Which they, you know, think might have... Sabotage. Yeah, yeah, that, you know, maybe the Brits wanted a, wanted our help. Mm. Yeah, that people might have wanted our help. So, how many know. false flags has this country been involved in? Honestly, I, I mean, there could be a lot. I mean, many. you saw many. Well, you, well, you saw in COINTELPRO, you know, that they were going to bomb a building in Miami to blame on the Cubans to invade. Mm-hmm. The CIA was that was one of the plans the CIA presented to the, the president was, hey, let's 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 bomb a, a building 
in Miami. Let's kill Americans ourselves. That's blame so- it on Cubans and go invade to get rid of the Russians. Well, the USS Pueblo was a, a false flag to get us into Vietnam. Gretchen Whitmer. Whitmer. That have you been following that at all? No. Holy cow! So, so I don't know. Me, I've never heard about. Okay, so Gret, Gretchen Whitmer is the governor of Illinois, I believe, right, or Michigan? It's got to be Michigan because it's uh, some other douchebag in fucking Illinois. Uh, Spitzer or Spitzer or whatever yeah, his fucking okay, name is. Okay, so so there there was a plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer that the FBI uncovered and busted well, all these, you know... Who's, who's Gretchen Whitmer? Hold on, she's the governor. Oh, the yeah, this is back before the oh. election. Right. Yeah, they were going right. to kidnap her. So Andy her hasn't and... followed this, right? right. So uh, these are a bunch of MAGA supporters, right? Now, I'm, I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you the headline version. These are the MAGA supporters that plotted to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer because of the mask lockdowns and COVID lockdowns, right, prior to the election. You know, crazy white nationalists... I, think i remember that, right yeah you here's why you remember the story because at the end of the day once you go through all the testimony and figure out the fbi was the one that was more into hey we're gonna do so, this we're gonna so do this all these, come out these, in court now yeah these dudes just were just like they were just like okay that, you that guys you, you lead we'll follow or you follow uh, yeah, yeah you lead we'll follow how's, how's this is this too much i feel like getting comfortable this all right <laughs> sure I think that flexor rail is kicking in, buddy. Nice. But yeah, yeah. So basically, they've been going through all the testimony, right? And there's this guy that became an FBI informant who met, who the, who met the supposed ringleader who is virtually homeless. He lives in the basement of a washing, like, like, like a washing machine <laughs> station. Oh, you mean his, his mom's house? No, no. He like he has to shit at the Mexican restaurant across the street because he has no running water. Like he's basically homeless, right? So this FBI informant recruits him, recruits a bunch of other people, takes them drinking, smokes weed with them. Fuck yeah. Pays for guns, pays for everything. Hell yeah. On several occasions tries to incite them to violence. They all say no. Mm-hmm. Finally, after like, you know, six months of this, you know, they, he gets a bite with like, well, let's just kidnap her. But they keep saying no, no. Hmm. And then finally they're like, all right, whatever. We'll 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 pick her up and drive her around the block. And then, you, you know, I uh, I can't say that I wouldn't have strung that FBI agent along either if he's giving me free drinks and guns and ammo. All right, go ahead. I'll I'll fucking sit on your lap for a little bit. I I might even rub your leg. Well, these guys, these guys had no intention. They never knew each other. He introduced them all to each other. That's my he, point. I would have no intention to do it at all. Yeah. But I'm going to rape your ass with all the shit you want to give me. Yeah. It's just funny, though. I mean, you know, it's, these guys, it's, it's more and more and more. They're getting caught. Well, sloppy fucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, let's go back to the story, right? Yes. So interestingly enough, right, there's been some questions that history's wrong, right? Or or, or um, how would things play out today if we knew back then what we know now, right? Like, so what what would your historical situation be, you know, that, that you can only change one or go back and, like, kind of redo one 
um, you know, not not to be the most world impactful, but just like what can you think of off the top of your head? I'll, I'll tell you two that came up um, afterwards that okay. I thought were interesting. Like, you know, but it would be a significant event in, in your opinion, you know, that you would go back knowing what you know now, um, um, you know, in world in world history. I have one right off the top of my head, man. Yeah. Kennedy, the Kennedy assassination. If we could have found out and fought, because, yeah, he was a Democrat, but he was trying to stop all the fucking dumb shit that was going on. You know, he was not a, a fan of getting us into fucking Vietnam. He wanted us out of it. Yes. And yes. Uh, many, many, many other issues. Lyndon Johnson's brother, by the way, um, I think was like a vice president of the Huey Helicopter Factory. Huh, you know, and what? As soon as as soon as Kennedy got shot, he had a war room meeting. We're we're going to war, and it's going to be a chopper war. Yeah, I mean choppers were everywhere in Vietnam. Like you want to? I mean, he dropped us off. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of like almost like you know Pelosi's husband getting all this inside trader shit. Yeah. So you think like the Kennedy assassination? I think uh, after doing a lot of research. And initially believing that bullshit, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald did it. I don't really believe that anymore. I've watched a lot of documentaries on it. I'm not saying I don't know who killed him. I think it was probably somebody in the government or the mafia or both. Um, but yeah, there was more than one shooter for sure, man. Yeah, I, I definitely ascribe to that um, more than one shooter. There's that uh, portrait of an assassination um, where you can see digital. Uh, that, you just watch it. Hmm. Um, the the assassination. It's not about the assassination at all. It's about Zapruder and his film and why he was there and what happened to the film, where it is now, and right. then the process of digitally restoring it. Hmm. And then you will watch about eight different versions of the Kennedy assassination more than you ever wanted to see. I mean, you'll see versions of his actual face being blown off. Cause that's how we can digitally do it now. Huh. Um, but yeah. Uh, and they, they don't get into the conspiracy at all. Cause again, it's about the film, but I do remember the guy making like, you know, as you can see the book repositories in the back, that would be a very difficult shot. And then they move on, you know, but, and then the whole other plot holes, if, if you're going to be a single shooter, why not catch him? Coming down that, I don't remember the name of the street, but that main street before they hit into the bed. That's what he was saying. That's why he was saying, like, you know, this you lost your opportunity and stuff. Right. Um, but it's crazy. I mean, you see the um, uh, Secret Service agents stumbling, trying to get up the car. You see Jackie trying to pick him up, like, like she's all effed up. So think about it from a tactical standpoint, right? Yeah. The reason why they didn't smoke his ass coming down that straight away because they want him getting that fatal funnel, man. Well, I, I, I mean that, but um, there's, there's so the, much more to it. But well, there's a lot. Like, uh, like, uh, you know, earlier, you know, Nixon and Nixon and Kennedy. Pa it's a matter of record. They passed each other on the runway. Hmm. Right, and um, you, you know, Nixon was leaving, and and uh, Kennedy was coming. Um, and uh, Nixon, uh, Nixon had just left a meeting with Exxon, and uh, who who was his uh. Bird. Spiro Agnew. Spiro Agnew. <clears throat> so they asked Spiro Agnew in Congress, right? And you look all this stuff up. The, they said last time they were going to look into the Kennedy assassination, right? Last time they were doing this. They called Spiro Agnew before uh, Congress, and his testimony is 
that he went with Nixon into a meeting with the head of Shell, Exxon, and Mobil, those three companies. Um, they said, we want you to run. Nixon said, I don't think I can beat Kennedy. They said, we don't think he's going to run. And they asked me to leave the room, and that's all I know. Huh. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, that's all. I, that's, that's what I know. Yeah, he's like, running nowhere. I don't know what they said in there. I don't know what they talked about in there. Nixon never said anything to me. And Kennedy was shot, you know, later that day. I think there's there's no way in hell that something like that, on that grand of, of scale, would, would ever happen again. Just because there's, well, let's face it, fucking social media, everybody's got a camera, blah, 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 blah. Well, Bob Novak, Bob Novak said uh, before they ran for, before John ran for president, which his dad, like his Jack is the one who chose John to run because he wanted Bobby to stay as attorney general. Mm-hmm. Right, um, but uh, uh, he said um, right before, right when they were, they were both in in Congress together, right in the Senate together, weren't they? I believe so. Yeah, they were both in they together. Weren't that far apart in age. No, I think they were both in together. And and Bob Novak, the reporter at the time, said the two of them sponsored the large what would have been the largest union busting bill in yep. American history. Oh yeah, and then when Jack decided to run for president, they both pulled their names immediately off of it. He um, he was well known to be a non-union friendly person. So the doctor I work with at the jail, his father-in-law was a big to do in Pittsburgh. Said uh, when Jack when John was running for president, Jack Kennedy, right. They had a they had a lunch up in not uh, one 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 called uh, uh Heimer, I don't know I forget what it was but he says one of the buildings in the city got called to lunch to have lunch with Bobby Kennedy. Said they all got their names and envelopes and seats. They all you know you know Bobby Kennedy walked in, went to the podium and said, "My brother's running for president, and I expect everyone in this room support." Hmm. Turned and walked out. They opened the envelopes. It was their tax return. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> he said well that's played. a that is a no bullshitter, man. That is a God's honest. <laughs> that's brilliant, actually. Said I expect all your support, and then he just left. It's total blackmail, but fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so, any anyway, no, that's that's really good. That's really interesting. Um, so. So along those lines, I, I heard two um, that were that were pretty interesting too. Um, well, w- one person when they were asking this question said uh, World War One. They would they just you know knowing now, well, just would never have gotten into World War One. Just let 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 them do it in Europe. Yeah. It led to Hitler. It led to <laughs> you know it led to um, global globalism. Mussolini. Uh, you know all these things. You know over what? Like somebody felt slighted because they got shot because they weren't next in line to the throne or something. And then you know one of our boats got sunk, and like it just doesn't. The whole like stories surrounding World <clears throat> War One just don't make sense. You know as to why we did that, and it and it has not led to anything good since. I've got one. I got another one. Yeah. The entire Iraq War. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, we had no fucking business in there, none. We had that fucking insane piece of shit right where we needed him to be under control. Yeah, uh, and how many lives? My, I've lost several brothers over there. That why? 
Yeah, you know, so very, very interestingly enough, I talked to um, a friend of mine about that, right? A very well-respected friend. Um, and uh, I, I was like, you know, why do you do things? You know, like, like why, why would, why would we do that? And and he and he made it and he said something, and and I've carried this with me for a very long time, and I'm happy to share because I, I apply it, you know, not on not daily, but I do apply it often in my life. He said, Lewis, when there's pressure to make a decision everything seems like a good idea i get that <laughs> yeah you know and 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 you know the 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 sad thing about it is no matter what decision you make the pressure will go away it's true and now momentarily and, and, he, and that's what he was saying now sometimes it will come back worse he goes but that's what you have to remember when there's a lot of pressure to make a decision you know, making a decision yeah. will make it go away. I agree with that. That's that's a pretty sound statement right there. I, I think it's profound. It's deep. I mean, it that can cut either way. You, you know what I mean? Like, well, Jesus, if I don't do something, right? You, you know, but 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 my gosh, what if I do the wrong thing, right? But but we can't. But you know, like they used to say when I was in in, in training, but you can't stay here. you know i don't i don't want somebody who's going to stay here i need somebody who's going to make a decision go left go right i mean if we turn into them then assault through if we have to make the right decision and get away regroup and come back intellectuals would call that paralysis analysis yeah exactly i call it shit or get off the fucking pot right right and so so how did we end up in iraq probably probably like that oh i guarantee it now why we didn't now why we didn't you know, own that and move on. You know why well, we had simple. to drive a nail in. You know to a, why we had to beat a dead horse. I don't, it's I don't because know. fucking politicians always get us into the shit, and then they tie our hands. I'd agree. We can't fight. I'm telling you, man. If the fucking politicians stay out of it, two three months tops. Mm-hmm. We would have just went in there and fucking annihilated everything. Yeah. And the fact that we can't. Uh, the fact that they have fucking lawyers embedded with units. Come on, man. It's insane. It's so fucking bizarre. I hated that they embedded the, the reporters, you know, for transparency. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, fucker. Stay out of my way, I'll stay out of yours. Yep. Hey, so, so here was somebody else's interesting take on If I Knew Now. And I thought this one, this, and I saved this one for last, right? Um, because I thought this one was 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 pretty pretty interesting. McCarthy. Oh, I do have one more, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I only had two examples, so this is the last of my example. But yeah, we definitely can keep going. Um, but uh, yeah, he um he said the McCarthy thing because you know w- we know now. Majority of people he accused were communists, <laughs> and and had he and, and and you know had those those proceedings gone about correctly, you mm. know, and we purged the government of the communists. Oh my God! You know, we might we might not have had this slow crawl because that was uh, right. you know, we that wouldn't was be in the shit state that we're in now. That's for sure, hundred well, percent. Yeah, yeah, you know, and he was like, and what they do to that man, like they destroy, like talk about no now, you know, they destroyed his life. Mm-hmm. And he was right. Yeah, there's a whole genre of people. I mean, most people don't know he was right. You right. know, it has a little like you know. I mean, they oh McCarthyism. McCarthyism has this negative term. Well, you yeah, know? they read the headline and then that's it. They don't read anything. Yeah, 
Yeah, I thought that was. I thought when he t- started talking about that, I was like, man, that is profound. Geez, I wonder what would have happened had we had purged communists out of government back then. That's it. That was it. That was it. To me, that was a very interesting point. For sure. For sure. Um, my my last one, at least for yeah. now, until I can remember some more. If you do, by all means. Benedict Arnold. Okay. Benedict Arnold is l- labeled as a traitor to the American people. But if you really study everything that happened, he was a brilliant fucking general, a brilliant tactician, and got fucked over at every fucking turn by by his own forces. Uh, I can't remember the fucking... There's, there was one general that was underneath Washington. And I can't remember his name, but he fucked with him every turn, man. Yes, and, yeah. You know, and, and Benedict Arnold's like, well, if you're not going to accept me into your country, fuck you. He went back to England and was labeled a traitor the rest of his life. But he did some amazing things for this country. He won some amazing battles. It was just a fucking tough motherfucker, man. And if you go back and you really read things on that, I can't help but to fucking say I probably would have done the same fucking thing, man. You know, you can only push a person so fucking far. Yes. I I, I have to look back on one of the books um, on Audible when I was doing The Presidents. Mm-hmm. But um, they were they were they were fucking with this like battlefield commander out west, man. Bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just sending them letters, like no, nah, no yeah. help for you today. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. like it's yes. just like, like or or like sending them up north, like like you know, hey, he's about to win over here, you know, but they don't like him, so they send him up north to go check on the Indian threat, and they're like, but wait, the last bat, nope, nope, got to go up north. Everything's by letter. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, and then they and then they knew that they knew everything was slow going. So you know, imagine. Can you imagine? Like think think about it. Now that's got me thinking about it. Can you imagine waiting for your orders by carrier? <laughs> Sometimes it used to seem like that's how it came. I know, but I like like there's fighting, and you're like, are we ever getting reinforced? And this isn't a radio call, man. This is like, <laughs> right. hey, go, hey, go, a- <laughs> hey, go ask him. Don't come back without an answer. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to find the one general. He was a fucking slime ball. And it wasn't just, he didn't just fuck over uh, Arnold. He fucked over many, many people. And it was all because of jealousy. Yes. Because Arnold, um, fucking George Washington, that was his dude, man. Yeah. And, and then, uh, ah, there it is. I think it's uh, Gates. There it is. General Gates. I don't remember his first name, but well, well, and that's that's the thing about um, oh shit, now I can't remember. You talk about hi- historical figures. I'm surprised uh, I remembered that, to be honest with you. Yeah. Hey, so <laughs> so I was reading. Um, I was reading. Uh, I I moved on. Like we were talking about books. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved on to Milt Friedman's. I I put down. Uh, I'm putting down uh, Karl Marx for a little bit. And I picked up Milt Friedman's "Free to Choose," hmm. and okay. uh, you you and I were talking a little bit about Milt Friedman. So I think he put the forward in uh, the he, in one of the versions of the Road to Serfdom. Have you ever heard of that? No. So the Road the Road to Serfdom is a great book. It's by a guy named Hayek. Uh, he he watched Germany go to war twice. It's hmm. so, like he grew up between World War One and World War Two, 
And then he moved to America in like the 50s, maybe. And he okay. was like, oh my God, you're doing everything we did. Huh. Like you're, you're already on the road to serfdom. Like that's how it starts. And so it's very good. It's not, not, a, not a very long read. Um, but Mill Friedman I got familiar with from interviews. Okay. Right. That so, name's really familiar to me. Yeah, he was a big he was a big Reagan guy. Um, but you can watch YouTube videos of him and he's just eating Donahue's lunch. <laughs> Horatio Gates. H- Horatio Gates? Yes. Yeah. I feel I feel, I feel better now. No, it's, it's you know, those sometimes those things you can't let go. Well, so I, I wanted I mean, to Oh, go I ahead. I, Horatio's not a common name. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. Hmm. Fuck you, Horatio Gates. Hope you fucking get... Fucking grub words ate your fucking entire body. You burn in hell. <laughs> Fuck so, it. It, 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 Horatio Gates reminds me a lot of senior officers we have in the military now. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, we'll, and we'll come back to that because that, that reminds me of Stephen Decatur's death. Oh, okay. All, all jealousy, right? But a- anyway, uh, but, but Mill Freeman used to say all kinds of things, right? Like he was a, he, he was a very big, uh, uh, libertarian thinker. And, uh, the reason he never joined Reagan's cabinet, and they used to be a point of contention, he used to always ask him, well, if you're so smart, how come you're not in the cabinet? Was because he, he stood for things that people, you know, running for president can't, right? Like he, he was against the war on drugs. Like he thought heroin and everything, all that stuff should have been legal. Like he didn't. This is the biggest waste of money, the war on poverty, everything. He said the, 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 the government hasn't won a war it's declared since, you know, World War II. It's a good way of looking at it. I I would almost disagree with that to a point, but then I would say I agree with Korea on. Yeah. So so here's one thing that Mill Freeman said, and I, and I wanted to read this to you. It's It's a long quote. But listen to how interesting his thought process is, which led me to the book, right? Now, one thing I should let you know, Milt Friedman, you, you, you've seen videos of Ben Shapiro eviscerate college kids? Yeah. Okay, he, he took that from Milt Friedman. Now, Milt Friedman never eviscerated the way – he doesn't talk like Ben Shapiro. He's very, like, nasally, very like, you know, and that's just how we have to do, Yeah. So if you think, then you can go back and you'll see. <laughs> and But he, he just like tears college kids apart. But anyway, here's a quote from Mill Friedman. Well, first of all, tell me, is there some society you know that doesn't run on greed? You think Russia doesn't run on greed? You think China doesn't run on greed? What is greed? Of course, none of us are greedy. It's only the other fellow who's greedy. The world runs on individuals pursuing their separate interests. The great achievements of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. In the only cases in which the masses have escaped from the kind of grinding poverty you're talking about, the only cases in recorded history are where they have had capitalism and largely free trade. If you want to know where the masses are worse off, worst off, it's exactly in the kinds of societies that depart from that. So that the record of history is absolutely crystal clear that there is no alternative way so far discovered of improving the lot of ordinary people than can hold a candle to the productive activities that are unleashed by the free enterprise system. Now that's fucking deep. 
That was his response when asked, you know, well, what about greedy capitalism? Who doesn't run on greed? That was deep. <laughs> what, uh, what, who interviewed him for that quote? Was that Donahue or? Uh, I don't remember where, where it's attributed from. I, I went to, a, I went to his quotes. Uh, like okay. he's, you know, he's very, he's, he had been around for a very long time. I think he, I forget where he, when he died. Um, I'd have to look him up, but. I mean, the guy was smart. He won the Nobel Prize for Economics. It's been renamed now um, hmm. to something else. Uh, but he, he was the one who, who um, looked at the history of Social Security. And, and you know, he basically I, – I, he's not the one that discovered it. But, you know, he's like, this is a scam by the government. Like, nobody was asking for this. Like, he went right. back through the records. He went back through everything. He's like, even in the Great Depression – you know, we have letters from people saying it's better here than it is over there. Come here. Come here. Nobody was saying I need help from the government. Nobody was saying I right. need you to. He said it was a way of imposing, you know, it was a way of taking your money, you know, and, and imposing dependency. Yeah. Controlling. Yeah. Yeah. Complete he said, control. And, and, yeah. He said there's you know, no, no articles. Nothing. There's no articles in the history of newspapers. Nothing. <laughs> you, you brought up the whole Red Scare earlier. Yeah. Uh, which dealt with communism. But uh, let's go back a little bit further and talk about some, some Nazi supporters. Charles Lindbergh is supposedly this big hero of ours because. Oh, he, yes. He, He's a huge Nazi sympathizer. Yes. Lindbergh. Most people don't. Wasn't that what the Lindbergh baby was all about? Like, yes. Yep. Yeah, Charles Lindbergh was huge. Most people don't understand or even realize that, you know. But but again, it it all depends on the individual. If you're interested in the topic, you're going to dive a little bit deeper. But most people just skim the skim the headline and and move on. I I, I agree. Hey, listen let, here. Let me give you another profound one from Milt Friedman. This is why I wanted to share these. Right. The great virtue of a free market system is that it does not care what color people are. It does not care what their religion is. It only cares whether they can produce something you want to buy. It is the most effective system we have discovered to enable people who hate one another to deal with one another and help one another. <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely deserves. <laughs> wow, that's, that's truth, man. He's, that dude just fitting the truth, son. He used to eat the college students alive. You can see videos of it. I'm they would good. ask him, like, well, what do you think about whatever? And he's like, well, first of all, I disagree with your premise. What's well, his name again? Milt. Milton Friedman. I'm going down a Milton Friedman rabbit hole after we're done with the podcast. And I'm I'm with you. I gave up on that fucking whole um, uh, the Odyssey. Uh, it's painful. I'm going to move on next to um, Booker T. Washington's book. Yeah. I try, yeah. Try Washington, or I'll tell you. I'm telling you, Hero was amazing. Hero, Hero, the uh, um, story of Lawrence of Arabia. Oh yeah, I have that written down too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Steezo, crazy, you, should, you should see if you could find us a clip of uh, Mill Friedman eating eating a college student's lunch. Oh, that would be fantastic. Uh, I have, uh, like, all his clips are like forty five minutes. There's a few in here that are like two minutes. So I was gonna. Play one of those. Yeah, yeah. Do a one. yeah. Ain't nobody got time for forty-five motherfucking no, minutes. Oh, hold on. 
I forgot. I'm, I forgot, ball games, I forgot yeah. I'm watching the ball game yeah, as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead and exit out of that. Okay. Now we'll go back to uh, Milton Friedman. When you see around the globe the maldistribution of wealth, the, the desperate plight of millions of people in underdeveloped countries, uh, when you see so few haves and so many have-nots, when you, when you see the greed and the concentration of power within, don't, aren't you ever, did you ever have a moment of doubt about capitalism and whether greed's a good idea to run on? Well, first of all, tell me, is there some society you know that doesn't run on greed? You think Russia doesn't run on greed? You think China doesn't run on greed? What is greed? Of course, none of us are greedy. It's only the other fellow who's greedy. <laughs> this, the world runs on individuals pursuing their separate interests. The great achievements of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from a, from a, a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. In the only cases in which the masses have escaped from the kind of grinding poverty you're talking about, the only cases in recorded history are where they, where they have had capitalism and largely free trade. If you want to know where the masses are worth, worse off, worst off, it's exactly in the kinds of societies that depart from that. So that the record of history is absolutely crystal clear that there is no alternative way so far discovered of improving the lot of the ordinary people that can hold a candle to the productive activities that are unleashed by a free enterprise system. But it seems to reward not virtue as much as ability to manipulate the system. Uh, and what does reward virtue? You think the uh, communist commissar rewards virtue? You think a Hitler rewards virtue? You think, excuse me, if you'll pardon me, do you think American presidents reward virtue? Do they choose their appointees on the basis of the virtue of the people appointed or on the basis of their political clout? Is it really true that political self-interest is nobler somehow than economic self-interest? You know, I think you're taking a lot of things for granted. And just tell me where in the world you find these angels who are going to organize society for us. Well, I don't even trust you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Where, where he, is? Do you, you see how? Do you see how he, he? You see how he does it? I mean, where are you? Where are you going to find these angels to, to oversee society? You know. <laughs> well, 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 you think Russia doesn't run angry? I mean, he's, he doesn't get angry. He doesn't get mad. He's just like, well, you know, what? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> right. I can't believe I'm talking to you, and you're such a dumbass right now. How can doesn't you not he, get it? I think I Doesn't think I think we might have to change the intro of this show and and, and get a little Milt Friedman quote going on or something or with with some different music. Or we could put it at the end as the. I outro. was gonna. I was thinking the same thing, like an outro. You know, make this show dedicated to Milt Friedman. Fair enough. But I'll, but I'll tell you what though, I do enjoy listening to him, and I like the sit down effects he has in uh, um, you know, with Donahue and stuff. I mean, there's one time where you know he gets in trouble with the audience. I Me. Mean, what what was Donnie? You know, for for those people that aren't over the age of forty five, <laughs> Donahue was like this woman show. It was like The View, only with Donahue. Like right. my mother loved it. Yeah, it was one of the original talk show uh, where Daytime. he tried to infuse controversy. 
right, right. It, but it was daytime talk right. show, you know, and um, it, you know, and it would be a discussion back and forth, and they talk about the issues. But he's very liberal. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, totally. it was the target audience was women. I've got the perfect right? outro. It's going to be a three minute, uh, three minute sixteen second outro for the show, but it it, it totally coincides because it's the shortest one I could find. Uh, yeah. And it's Milton Friedman. Only government creates inflation. Nice, nice, nice. Fucking a, fucking nice. a. Uh, we definitely yeah, need no to do it. words have been fucking spoken, man. I I agree. I agree. But uh, but anyway, you know he he's on the show, right? And he he um he's on Donahue, and uh, he's talking about um, I forget I I, I forget already, but he, I, he has so many appearances on Donahue. Um, but he the, the Donahue uh. Oh man! Now, see now, it slipped my brain because we were talking about the three-minute outro. Yes. Oh, women! He was talking about women and uh, the vote, and he and he and he said something. He's like, "Now people are gonna get mad at me." He's like, <laughs> "When we gave women the right to vote, that's when the problem started." <laughs> it, was like, it, was like, it was like something like that, right? Like I can't. It wasn't exactly that, but he was like, "Just remember, as soon as women got the right to vote, we got Jack Kennedy and prohibition." He's like, <laughs> there you go. Wow. He goes, but, but he said, but the prohibition he said was absolutely from women. You know, he said that is based in fact though, because pro women, the woman vote, did go with prohibition because as soon as as soon as the Nineteenth Amendment passed, he said you have to remember there were a lot of women at home suffering with World War One and World War Two veteran, you know, Getting spouses. Shit beating out of them. So they were all about no more alcohol. He said, yeah, and, right. and and the voting numbers show that it was women that drove um, that election, as well as the uh, the law for prohibition. Um, Can you name me two things? Two of the most common things that throughout history wars have been fought over. Oh, religion and pussy. Bingo! Wait, even better. Hold on. Oh yeah, man! Pussies moved mountains, divided families. Oh yeah, gave you herpes. Yeah. What? Did but I I'll say tell you that? one thing you won't get from it: monkeypox. <laughs> <laughs> Unless she's really a he. I, I I can't lie. I was listening to Ben Shapiro the other day, and and I I I like you know he put into words what I was thinking. You know, mm -hmm. I knew I felt that way, but I didn't know what I was, you know, I didn't know how to say it. You didn't know how to articulate it. Yeah. He's like, I, I'm i not going to take it seriously, monkeypox. I can't take it seriously. I don't give yeah. a shit. He's like, I don't care about it because I don't live that lifestyle. He's like, and you can sit here and you can say whatever you want to say, but I don't care. I don't care and I'm not taking it seriously. <laughs> hmm. He's like, Cause oh, oh, I almost forgot. Did you see where Fauci's uh, resigning? Yes, of course I saw Fauci's resigning. Yeah, he made the announcement he... probably a month ago that he was going to resign by the end of Biden's term. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, well, I, 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 I want to wrap it up because I want to hear what this outro is. Okay. Man, I can't believe it's been an hour already. I know. It flew. That's why I was like, man, if we start going again, we're going to go till 1030, and I can't do that. Sure you can. No, I have to go to Monroeville tomorrow. It's like 20 Doesn't minutes away, me. but it sucks because I have to take the turnpike. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, in that case, fucking let's hear this dude ramble.
Hey, well, hold on. Before we start, before we kick it off, remember, no show Monday. And then Correct. send in your vents or rants to Andy's address. It's in the room. Click like down below. <laughs> address is in the room. That's the Nothing's Off the Table podcast email. Send it to me and we'll fucking we'll make it happen, dude. I think, right, it, we, I think this could be a great segment. I think so. And so we'll see you uh, second week of September. Peace out. Yes, sir. In a recent interview of U.S. News and World Report, uh, Secretary of the Treasury Blumenthal uh, blamed our current rising inflation uh, in a large part on our foreign trade and unions. He did, however, say that the government was little to blame. Would you like to comment on that? Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is one of the defects of our political system that we always put a Secretary of the Treasury and other high government officials into a position in which when they make public statements they are almost driven. Well, what's the word I want to use? I want to use a polite word, equivocate. Secretary Blumenthal knows as well as you and I do that inflation does not come from trade unions. That doesn't mean the trade unions aren't grasping. Of course they are. But they don't produce inflation for one simple reason. They do not own a printing press on which you can turn out green pieces of paper. The only such printing press is in Washington. I say printing press, of course, in the modern age, we do it in a more sophisticated way. We use bookkeepers and accountants and computers. But it comes down to the same thing. Inflation is made in Washington because only Washington can create money. And any other attribution of, to other groups of inflation is wrong. Consumers don't produce it. Producers don't produce it. The trade unions don't produce it. Foreign sheiks don't produce it. Oil imports don't produce it. What produces it is too much government spending and too much government creation of money and nothing else. Yes, sir. Before you clap, let me point out that the reason why we have too much printed spending and too much printing of money is because you people want it. You and I, we're citizens, we run this country. If Congress has been voting higher and higher spending, why? Because it has been politically profitable for them to do it. If they have been voting higher spending and not voting the higher taxes to pay for it, why? Because it's been politically profitable to do it. We would all like to get something for nothing. And so the political process has been leading to Congress increasing spending, not increasing taxes, and financing the difference by the hidden tax of inflation. I think we are unwise. But let's not blame the others. The problem, you know, in that famous statement of the cartoonist, we have met the enemy and they is us. 